I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. and happy October and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I am so excited to be sitting down with you this week because I think you are going to enjoy this topic we're exploring together today. Now, just as last week, this topic was inspired by Instagram not a question that I was asked on Instagram, but I actually made a post about this on Instagram and it blew up more than I had anticipated. We'll just say that much. Didn't go viral or anything like that, but the amount of responses I got on this particular Instagram post just really surprised me. And I thought, huh, Maybe let's take that to the podcast and kind of dive deeper into this because in the comment section on this particular Instagram post, I was asked a lot of questions and I think, you know, by sitting down with you this week and talking about it, we can just get into it a little bit more deeply. But Before we get started, like I said, happy October. I'm not sure if any of you feel this way, but in September, October, these like fall, autumn months, whatever you call it, this is the time of year that I come alive. Like I feel so myself during this time of year and... I just love it. I absolutely love it. (laughs) So I'm just over here living my best life. It has been raining for the past four days. We're on day number four now. And I just told Scott, my husband, that if it was like this, like raining and gloomy and dreary every single day until summer or the spring, you know, every single day until about May, I would be so happy. Like this is my weather. This is where I thrive. Like I said, I really do come alive (laughs) this time of year. So I am loving it. I'm just vibing over here. And also I am very much in my book reading zone I am reading a book and a little bit every single week. So I'm polishing off one book and starting another one every single week. I'm loving it. I read 10 books in the month of September. And why am I talking about books? Well, that is actually what we are going to be talking about today. So that is 
what I posted about on Instagram. So I kind of introduced this podcast episode already, um, inspired by an Instagram post I made two weeks ago. And on this Instagram post, I, it was a video of myself reading and the heading on the video said one thing that helped heal my nervous system. And then I elaborate more in the caption on that post. And basically this post was me talking about how I exclusively read fiction novels. I have not touched a self-help book or a self-development book or a book that has to do with what like the work that I do. So as a lot of you know, I support my clients in trauma healing through a somatic experiencing and parts work lens. And there are so many top or so many books on the topic of healing your nervous system and healing trauma and somatic experiencing and parts work, right? There are endless books on these topics and I don't read them. And I think that's important to talk about and the why behind that and how this can also support you. Because at one point in my life, I actually only read books where I I kind of call them like learny books, like the books that, um, you know, I read to learn something, to maybe figure something out about myself or learn something and with like the intent of trying to heal myself, that sort of thing, or fix myself. So there was a time in my life, and I remember this time extremely clearly it's actually kind of like this physical feeling in my body when I reflect back on this time I know exactly how it felt in my body to be picking up those books and maybe I'm sure you can relate to this you know we our bodies hold the story and when we reflect back on an experience in our life or a time in our life like you can probably even bring your awareness to how that actually feels in your body to bring your awareness to that. So anyways, that's just stuff that um, I do in session with my clients too. But bringing this time in my life to my mind, it was about 10-ish years ago when I all I read was self-development or self-help type of books And it was also the time in my life where I was so incredibly fixated on my healing. And it was also the time in my life where I was the most anxious, the most depressed, the most obsessed and fixated on food and my body that... I really like ever have been I mean I struggled with food in my body for many 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 years but um 
Yeah. Over a decade ago was really where I was so focused on trying to get through those struggles in my life. And basically, one way that I thought would help me was reading every single book possible to get me through that situation. So it was like I was under the impression that I just needed to know more, learn more. And somehow by reading all of these books, I was maybe like going to eventually get enough information or come across some kind of answer that led me to like this place of healing and freedom. And in my Instagram post about like the one thing that helped heal my nervous system, it was really, there's so many reasons behind why I read fiction exclusively. And just going back to what I was just saying, you know, years ago when I was reading all of those books, like I said, there's actually a couple of reasons why that might not actually be really supportive and helpful for your healing journey. So the first thing that I'll touch on is when we feel like we need to be like reading all of this information and constantly consuming information and coming from this place of trying to fix ourselves, that is that speaks volumes of where our nervous system is at. So when we're doing, when we're in that kind of like mobilization type of energy, when we're in that fix it, I need to do something in order to be okay, or I need to figure this out in order to be okay. That's really a sympathetic driven response. And I lived my entire life like that over a decade ago, like I said, I was constantly in that state within my nervous system. So that's one of the reasons why when we are constantly looking for information and constantly reading these types of books and constantly doing all of these things in order to fix ourselves or heal ourselves, that can be a really great thing to bring our awareness to and and just get curious about that and be like ah okay I see like that's actually coming from this very like sympathetic state of my nervous system and that's not a place where we want to be all of the time so that's one of the reasons as to why that might not actually be really helpful for your healing journey. The other reason being, like I said, when I was reading those books, it was like, okay, I am in search of like the perfect book or the perfect paragraph or the perfect chapter that like will explain to me why I am the way I am or give me the answers on how to move from where I am right now to where I want to be, right? We're we're looking for answers through this like written language, right? And a huge point of why I made that Instagram post was that's not actually how we heal. We do not heal through reading. We also don't heal 
through like sitting in class and being like lectured to. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm actually in my final year of my somatic experiencing practitioner program. So it's a three-year program. I'm in my final year. I have one module left this November. So that's pretty crazy. I'll be done in a month from now. And I am not healing my nervous system or healing my trauma by reading my class notes. I'm also not healing my nervous system or healing my trauma by sitting in class and being lectured to by my teachers, but healing our trauma and healing our nervous system actually comes from being in connection with what's happening inside of us. So being in connection with our nervous system. And that's why it's called somatic experiencing, because healing comes from experiencing and that's somatically is like the body, right? So experiencing the body and the nervous system and the story that it holds on to. So when we are able to do that, that is where healing comes from. And I really wanted to point that out because I think, and I'm not speaking for you, but just from personal experience, like I said in the past, I it wasn't just like me reading these self-help or self-development books to, you know, like broaden my knowledge and just learn more things just because I was interested in them. I was truly reading those books because I was trying to like fix myself. I was trying to heal myself. I was trying to like solve an issue that I was having and was hoping that by reading these books, I would end up somewhere else, right? And I am all about reading and doing the things that we need to do in order to support ourselves to be healthy and um, on our healing journeys, right? But reading books are not is not going to get us there. We need to be willing to show up for ourselves and look within ourselves and be with those parts of ourselves that need that healing. And that's not coming from reading words on a page. It's just not. That's not how healing happens. And so healing happens, like I said, through experiencing our own inner world and getting curious and being with these parts of us that need the healing. But how does actually like fiction play a role in healing our nervous system? How does that play a role? Because that was another part of my post. And I was talking about how, you know, reading fiction or making that switch in my life from going from always reading self-help and self-development type of books, making the switch from reading those books only 
to now only reading fiction books, how that actually supports my nervous system. So like I said before, when we are constantly trying to fix and solve and be productive or only read for productivity, right? I said that's like this sympathetic driven response. And we know that because the sympathetic driven response is like this mobilization type of response. So it's coming from this place of if I do this, I'm going to be okay, or I need to do this. I need to fix this in order to be okay. And that's where a lot of us approach our reading or when we're reading those trauma healing books, it's like, okay, if I just read this, then I'm going to be okay. Or if I read this, I'm going to get that answer so I can be okay, right? Very sympathetic driven response. Now, healing or reading fiction is so fun Hence, it actually is so healing because we're not coming from that sympathetic place. We really, when we're able to read fiction, at least this has been my personal experience with it, right? I am not reading fiction to learn anything. I'm not reading fiction to fix anything. It's truly coming from this place of enjoyment and pleasure and fun and guess what (laughs) joy pleasure and fun are so crucial to be a part of your healing journey and I want to talk a little bit more about that in a bit as well but when we're reading fiction we can access those emotions and sensations and experiences so we can be like whisked away in this magical little land for an example and have so much fun like a book that I read recently and I'm gonna share a little bit more about book recommendations that I have at the end of this episode but one of the books that I read recently it had dragons in it it was my first book ever that I read that included dragons and it was just so fun it wasn't a favorite book of mine but it had dragons in it like I said it was this magical world with magic and stuff like that and it was just such a fun experience reading that book and that is important to our healing so in the somatic experiencing world, we use this language called the counter vortex and the trauma vortex. And they are basically what they sound like. So we have this trauma vortex, and this is where the trauma is. And we tend to get pulled right into that trauma vortex. So following that trauma vortex would look like, you know, reading all of these books, perhaps, to fix our trauma. And we're constantly fixated on fixing our trauma, learning about trauma. And we're constantly in that state of placing all of our energy there. The counter vortex 
on the other hand, is what's not that? What's different than the trauma? What gives us this different experience, right? So for an example, if we are experiencing anxiety in our body, we might bring our awareness to that and get a sense of what that's like in the body and also be able to or get curious if we can bring our awareness to the counter vortex, which has nothing to do with that anxiety that we feel in the body. That's just one example. So in our book example, the trauma vortex would be following the trauma. And in the counter vortex, it might be looking like reading about this mystical land with dragons in it and we're having fun reading and just reading for joy and pleasure and laughter even just accessing something different other than what's related to the trauma now I wanted to talk a little bit more about why joy and pleasure and just having fun on your healing journey is so crucial because I have witnessed this in my clients and I actually posted about this Instagram this on Instagram just last week as well because I've had clients um, just recently and also in the past where you know they share with me oh like you know I just feel like like this has to so many people come to me and think that their healing journey has to be hard and difficult. And I know this isn't just my clients. This is, I think, just kind of like this mindset that a lot of us have that, oh, I don't want to touch that because it has to be hard and difficult and heavy, right? I'm not sure if you've ever felt like that in your life before, but I think a lot of us feel that way. I know I have. It's like, okay, I know I have to deal with this, but I don't even want to look at that or touch it or get close to it because that's just going to be hard, heavy, and difficult, and I don't want to go there, right? Now, absolutely, like we eventually want to get to this place where we can bring awareness to those more difficult, challenging parts, right? But that isn't how your entire healing journey has to be or should be. It needs to include what I called before this counter vortex. It has to include the fun. It has to include the silliness, the funniness, the joy, the pleasure, right? That is how we heal. So I just wanted to name that because like I said, it's come up with my clients recently and also in the past where we might kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm of feeling like maybe if you're working with a practitioner that like your sessions have to be like serious and heavy and hard and maybe like bring up difficult things and if that's how it's feeling 100% of the time we need to make a shift we need to like that's a huge sign that your healing journey needs to include 
more fun in it because like I said, that's a huge, huge, huge part of healing. Now, another thing while we're still on like the topics of books and healing and stuff, one of the questions that I got in my Instagram post was someone said like, I really want to read fiction, but I have a really hard time with that because I need to be productive all the time. And I love this because I also felt like that. And I resonate with that so deeply and it's a topic that I'm so very passionate about because I I get it. I get it. Like we want to or we think we need to be reading something where we're learning something in order to be productive, right? Um well, like I said, this is a sympathetic response when we're constantly in this place of needing to like move the needle in some way. When we're constantly in that productivity state, this is telling us that we're constantly in that like sympathetic driven response. So that's really interesting, I think, and might give us like this moment of pause to get curious of like, oh, wow, is that where I spend a lot of my time. And this can actually be this opportunity to heal and bring in more regulation into your nervous system. The other thing I want to say about this is that maybe we need to redefine what being productive actually is. Because if reading a book about healing trauma or, you know, any book where you feel like you're learning something. So nonfiction books, for an example, if you feel like that is what is productive versus reading fiction, and you think that's not being productive, I really think this is a great opportunity to redefine what being productive actually means. Because the way that I see it is like I just said, (laughs) reading fiction is actually so supportive for your nervous system because it's actually bringing in this opportunity to be hanging out in this ventral state of your nervous system where we can access feelings of calm and safety and connection versus always being in this state of sympathetic, always doing, always having to be on and fixing something, right? So by actually bringing in more regulation into your nervous system, that's huge. That's huge for healing. Like that's what we want. So that's actually extremely productive because that's healing. That's moving us along our healing journey. And so I actually see reading fiction as being extremely productive. And not only do I see it that way, but I've also experienced that in my own life. Because like I said, over a decade ago, I was in like the trenches of always living in that sympathetic driven response and always reading nonfiction books, always trying to get to the answer or find an answer to improve myself or be my best self or heal myself in some way. And I 
was stuck in that place for such a long time. It was like, I read all the books and just felt like I was not making any shifts in my healing. And the biggest changes or the biggest steps in my healing, I should say, have come from these last handful of years. Like I would say um, at the end-ish of 2018 on, it was when I made this deal with myself basically to stop listening to podcasts about food and nutrition and all this stuff that I thought I needed to know more about. I stopped listening to those podcasts. I stopped reading books about how to heal or what I thought I needed to do in order to heal. I stopped doing those things and I started to do the things that I'm telling you about in this episode. I started to read fiction just for fun and not learn anything while reading. (laughs) And I also started to work with practitioners like myself. So somatic experiencing practitioners started working with my own therapist, that sort of thing, and brought awareness to my nervous system and what was happening inside of me and met myself with curiosity and compassion. And it was when I started doing those things is when I started to experience the most rapid healing in my personal healing journey. And that's what I want for you as well. So I record this podcast episode to share with you that true inner healing doesn't come from reading books. True inner healing comes from meeting ourselves with curiosity and compassion and bringing awareness to what's happening inside of ourselves and meeting those parts of us that, you know, feel tender or feel any sort of way, like meeting those parts of ourselves with that curiosity and compassion and bringing awareness to that. And also allowing myself to not be in that sympathetic driven state all of the time. And you know what? This takes a long time. If we have been operating in that sympathetic driven state for such a long time, guess what? If you pick up a fiction novel, and I'm going to get to some of my favorite recommendations pretty soon, but let's say you are finding yourself like, or if this episode's resonating with you and you're like, wow, yeah, that sounds like me. It sounds like I'm constantly in this sympathetic response, always doing, always on, always trying to be productive, always trying to learn, always trying to fix things, right? If that sounds like you, it's a pretty good indication that maybe you're not hanging out in this ventral state of your nervous system very much. It's probably very likely that you are in that sympathetic response for much of your day. And so if you grab one of my favorite books or if you grab a fiction novel, 
you might have a really hard time focusing on that. And I've talked to my clients about this too, and just people in general wanting to get out of that chronic state of sympathetic and move and just like bring in more flexibility and regulation into their nervous system. But you might not be able to sit down and read a book for an entire hour. You know, I usually sit on the couch for two hours every single night and read my book. And I do the same thing every single morning, but usually not for two hours, usually for like a solid hour. So I'm usually spending at least like three hours lying on the couch every single day, just reading. Now, 10 years ago, would have I been able to do that? Absolutely not. I could have sat there for maybe 10 minutes and felt like I had to go up and get moving and start being productive again. Again, a very clear sign that, hey, I was really stuck in that sympathetic response. So it takes time to grow your capacity to hang out in that ventral state of your nervous system for longer periods of time. But my advice is to take this slow. Don't force yourself to sit there for an hour and try to read. Don't force that. But can you start slow and notice when enough is enough for your body and then honor that and then go back and see, okay, can I do it again and for how long, right? So healing is a journey and healing is a process. And I want you to be patient with yourself on this healing journey. Let's And I think that's another point of this podcast episode is once again, let's not take our healing so seriously. It doesn't have to be this hard thing. Right now, I'm actually working with several women around the world who are recovering from eating disorders or having a healthy or an unhealthy relationship with food and they want to have a healthy relationship with food. And I know when I was going through that journey myself years ago, I felt like eating disorder recovery was so hard, so miserable. It was so scary. And I was anxious all the time, anxious and depressed all the time. And honestly, I wish I had someone in my life who helped me make that journey so much more enjoyable and so much more fun. And I really do think that healing can be like this exciting thing. Does it involve like heavier emotions and activation and things like that? Absolutely it does. We can't just turn our heads and pretend that's not there, right? We acknowledge that, but I also do truly believe from personal experience and professional with working with clients all the time, we can make healing fun, whether that's, you know, you're healing from early childhood trauma or from an eating disorder, whatever it is, right? We can make healing fun. And if your healing journey isn't including any ounce of fun, I hope this podcast episode touches you and maybe just like opens your eyes to the fact that your healing journey should and needs to include that component of being fun. Okay, so now that we're kind of like entering into 
the last bits of this podcast episode, I thought I would share some book recommendations with you just because, like I said, I'm always reading and I actually have a lot of good book recommendations for you. So I thought I would share a couple favorites from different genres and then you can take your pick if you're looking to get more into fiction and you don't know what genre to start in or you have a specific genre I can just like share with you some of my faves so if you are right now by the way I am very much into my fantasy era. I did not touch a fantasy novel in my entire life aside from Twilight. <laughs> so, but that was high school days. But I didn't, like, as an adult, I never, ever, ever touched a fantasy novel until this year. It was January of this year. I read Ninth House and Hellbent. They are a series. It's not a complete series yet. I think it's a trilogy, but she only has the first two books. It's by Lee Bardugo. And so I started off with Ninth House and Hellbent. And if you like dark academia, I highly recommend this series. If you are brand new to fantasy, this probably wouldn't be where I would recommend starting like I did. (laughs) It's like pretty intense so I do have another recommendation if you're like wanting to get into fantasy but if you've read some fantasy before or if you're really really into dark academia I highly recommend Ninth House and Hellbent even though the series is not completely yet on the other hand like I said if you do want to get into fantasy and it's something new for you, but you're looking for something that you will be addicted to, well, let me tell you about the Caravel series. So this is a trilogy. So it includes three books in the series. And this fantasy series will always hold a really, really special place in my heart because my mom bought me these books when I was recovering from my emergency surgery in April. And I really wasn't reading a lot in April, just I was really busy with my somatic experiencing program and the weather was nice. So I was just spending a lot of time outside. Anyways, I wasn't reading a ton. And of course, like recovering from my surgery, it was just this really great opportunity to be lying in bed or on the couch and reading a book. So I got into the Caravel series. And if you, like I said, this is a great place to start for beginners when it comes to fantasy, but it's just so magical and it's amazing. If you are looking for just a standalone fantasy book, so you're not having to like commit to a series, I just recently read the book Ravel. I can type out all of these books in the show notes, by the way, or you can just head over to my Instagram account. I am Meg Dahl and I, in my highlights, I have all of my favorite books highlighted there. Or if you're on Goodreads, go be friends with me on Goodreads and you can also see all of my favorite books there. But Ravel, I read this at the beginning of September or... I read it quite a, like a few weeks ago. I have probably thought about it every single day. 
So I highly recommend Ravel. It's so magical. And I would say it's a pretty easy intro into fantasy. Like it reads really easily. If you are into romance, like if you want like a good rom-com, my hands down, my three favorite rom-coms, number one would be Beach Read by Emily Henry. Number two would be The X Talk. I forget the author of The X Talk, but I just read that this summer and it was so good. (laughs) It was, and I'm so picky when it comes to rom-coms, but oh my goodness, it was so enjoyable. Highly, highly, highly recommend. And then also my friend, Rochelle Bilo, she was on this podcast um, at the beginning of this year, I think. And we talked about her book, Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year. I thought it was fantastic. Such a good rom-com and it's super cozy. It's a cozy rom-com. So if you're looking for something um, cozy, like, and not really like summery, because I feel like a lot of beach or a lot of rom-coms are quite like summery reads. However, the three books that I mentioned are not summery reads. So Beach Read, despite the title, is not like a beach book. And The X Talk and Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year all three incredible rom-coms. Now, if you are into more like historical fiction, two of my favorites there are Looking for Jane. This was my top favorite book of 2022. So you have to read that. And then also Doll Factory, very like creepy, eerie, um, phenomenally written historical fiction, but it's definitely dark and kind of spooky. So if you're kind of looking for like a creepy book for this time of year, that would be a great place to go to as well. Honestly, I could keep going on and on and on, but we covered fantasy, we covered rom-com, we covered historical fiction. I guess if you were looking for like a mystery type of like whodunit type of book. All the Missing Girls by Megan Miranda is hands down my favorite ever. And then also I do really like All Good People Here by Ashley Flowers. She is the host of Crime Junkie podcast, which I listen to, but she wrote a really great um, kind of like mystery book it was well done. It was, it reads like a true crime novel. So anyways, if you stayed until the end and listened to all of my book recommendations, thank you. (laughs) This was so fun. And I promise that at the beginning of 2024, which is going to be upon us so much more quickly than I think we even realized, um, I will do a reading recap of my entire year of 2023 and share my favorite books with you. I think I might end up at around 60 books. Last year I read 80 books. I really don't know how I read 80 books last year because I think I'll probably be about 
at least 20 short of that this year, but I was planning a wedding and I did a lot of traveling this year. And also 80 books is just a lot of books. Like I said, I do not know how I read 80 books last year, but we'll see where I end up. My goal was just a book a week. So 52 books. And apparently I am like ahead of schedule on that. So we'll see where I end up, but thank you so much for joining me with this week. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Thank you.